0: Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at WBEZ.org events. Hello, I'm Dave McKinney, the host of Public Official A, the podcast about the rise and fall of former Illinois Governor Rod Blagojevich. We made this show back in January 2019 when Rod was almost halfway through his 14-year prison sentence. We wanted to shed light on the Blagojevich backstory since there seemed to be some indications that President Trump was considering letting Rod out. Well, as anyone with an eye on the news will know, it's happened. Rod is free. Arguably, it's now more important than ever to understand the background to all of this. So strap yourself in and enjoy Public Official A. Let's go back to the beginning. I want to talk kind of like the TikTok of all of this. That day is so important. Can you recall the level of nervousness you maybe both felt? You know, I guess
1: I'd be lying if I didn't have some nerves. But I don't know, Dan, were you pretty nervous? No, I, I, I don't feel that we were. I thought we were pretty well prepared.
0: Here I am sitting with FBI agents Pat Murphy and Daniel Kane. They're walking me through the morning of December 9th, 2008, when they raided the house of a sitting governor. And this was their boss, Special Agent Robert Grant. We met
1: at the all-night diner, where we had agreed to rendezvous, I think, around 5. The arrest was planned for
0: around 6. The governor about to be arrested is Rod Blagojevich. And the diner is the Golden Nugget Pancake House. Is anybody really eating or drinking coffee? I mean, you guys must have a bundle of nerve.
1: <laughs> I don't recall any large breakfasts being ordered. Yeah, I think it, it was, was mostly, mostly just, just some coffee
0: and maybe pushing around some eggs on a plate or something. Are you all walking in there with briefcases and tons no. of papers and everything or no? No, no. with nothing really. Just, um. just
1: our handcuffs. And so we sat down and mapped out the strategy. We looked at the house, the layout, you know, how we, how we would approach it. Agent Grant drew the whole thing out on a napkin. We knew the state police had a security guard in front of the house, so we had to mitigate that as
0: a potential confrontation point. This is what FBI agents do in diners. Think it all through. Think what could go wrong. The person that you're
1: trying to arrest may barricade himself into a room, because you never know if things go sideways.
0: These agents know a lot about Blagojevich by now because they've been listening to his phone calls for weeks. And they believe that he's getting ready to corruptly sell the U.S. Senate seat vacated by Barack Obama.
1: So the plan was Pat and Dan and a female agent would go to the front door.
0: Agents Kane and Murphy walked up to Blagojevich's home. Give me the play-by-play. What happens?
1: Yeah, their call, I think the call was being made. And at that point, we were heading toward the door. He answered the phone immediately, explained to him that we had agents outside his door, we'd like to do this as quickly and quietly as possible. And he obviously, as anybody might in his position, say, is this a joke? And I said, no, I can assure you it's not a joke. But I think he just gave the phone to Patty.
2: I hung up on him, because I thought, like, this is a prank call. I was like, what the heck? Who are you? Hang up. Call back, they're like, No, this is the FBI. Come down, or we're going to break the door down.
0: From WBEZ Chicago, I'm Dave McKinney, and this is Public Official A.
3: And I think as this story unfolds over the next several days and weeks and months, I think it'll be a very interesting story to tell. And I think you'll learn a lot about a lot of different people in politics here in Illinois and in Washington.
0: Illinoisans may be getting used to calling public figures by their legalese pseudonyms. Individual B, for example, or unindicted co-conspirator. Public official A is
1: Illinois Governor Rod Blagojevich. Blagojevich denies he's the unnamed official.
3: No such conversations like that ever took place.
0: This is our podcast about the bringing down of a charismatic and nonconformist politician by a federal investigation. There were rampant allegations of corruption.
4: Everything was for sale.
1: Everything.
0: A destroyed career. At no point in this process did any of it feel good. A family torn apart. It was battery acid. It was so caustic. 14 years in prison. I thought it was a fair sentence at the time, and I don't have any reason to think it's not now. It's a story that could have been ripped from today's headlines. Government's got
3: way too much power. And we are giving it to them because we don't like the individual they're going after.
0: And now, with a president under investigation himself...
3: Well, this is a pure and simple witch hunt.
0: Rod might have an empathetic friend with the power to bring him home early. Part 1. Spare the Rod. Take a look at what dominates political news today. Major federal investigations... People flipping and cooperating, a string of indictments, and a politician, seemingly the focus of everything, adamantly maintaining his innocence, completely unapologetic. It's all eerily familiar to me because as a political reporter in Illinois, I've seen this story before. Before Rod Blagojevich announced his run for governor, he was dismissed as a bit of a joke, but then he wound up winning.
3: Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank the people of Illinois, not just for their trust in me, but more importantly, for their belief that in this great state, at this challenging time, we can build a better life.
0: Rod portrayed himself as an outsider, a man versus the establishment, here to shake up the system. When people still liked him, Rod was one amazing retail politician. He had a perfectly coiffed head of hair, beaming smile, youthful good looks, and a penchant for quoting Teddy Roosevelt. He was likable.
3: The people of Illinois are good, honest, and hardworking. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, for a government that's as good and as honest and as hardworking as the people of this great state.
0: I kid you not. The night he was elected governor in 2002, people already started talking about Rod Blagojevich running for president of the United States. But by the end of Rod's first year in power, he started picking fights with the wrong people. He stopped returning phone calls. Some days, he didn't even leave the house. And then investigations started, and as reporters began digging, the press became the enemy. Some of Rod's friends started getting indicted. Rod was in free fall. His approval rating fell to 13%. And as one of his consultants put it, it was all like a slow-motion car crash.
3: I gotta get moving. The whole world's passing me by, and I'm stuck in this fucking job as governor now. Everybody's passing me by, and I'm stuck.
0: Before his arrest, none of us knew that Rod's phone calls were being recorded by the FBI. The feds were listening as he was making a big decision. I
3: mean, I, I've got this thing, and it's fucking
0: golden. This golden thing was the Senate seat vacated by President elect Barack Obama.
3: And I, I'm just not giving it up for fucking nothing. I'm not gonna do it. And, and I can always parachute, use it, and fucking parachute me there.
0: I thought to fret about that. Rod and later his wife Patty would tell everyone who'd listen this was just politics as usual. This is what politicians say they make deals. Right now, Rod is halfway through a 14-year prison sentence. His federal inmate number is 40892-424. The day when things really turned for Rod Blagojevich was December 9th, 2008. He was in his bed in a nice house in Chicago on Sunnyside Avenue.
4: Turn left onto West Sunnyside Avenue, then your destination will be on the left.
0: Thanks for welcoming us here. Since Rod was taken away almost seven years ago, Patty Blagojevich has been living here with her daughters. This is, this is beautiful. Um, oh, beautiful. As I walk through the door, Patty leads me into the library. Is, was, did you guys spend a lot of time in here? Is this where he did a lot of work?
2: Or? Yeah, this is, you know, that's the phone that was tapped. Um,
0: I don't know if you caught that, but that landline over there, that's the phone that the FBI tapped. For more than a month.
2: Like the roof of the house yeah. it's
0: this the is the space house, so. where then Governor Rod Blagojevich did most of his work. He sat in the corner of the room on a leopard print chair behind a grand antique desk, eye level, with a bust of Teddy Roosevelt. <clears throat> Patty sits on a velvet couch. Her two little white dogs jump up to join her. Oh. Come here. I think they're Maltese poodles. Maltipoos. Um. Skittles and twicks. Their names are Skittles. And Twix.
2: She does like to sit here behind me,
0: though. Ah. Is there anything in the house here that Rod would have touched when he went away that you haven't moved or you haven't done anything differently with?
2: His closet's the same upstairs.
0: So, I mean, all of his suits and clothing, everything's still hanging up there? Yeah,
2: I think his ties are probably out of fashion now. I think they're probably (sighs) too fat. I think ties are skinnier now. Um, Well, this room you're sitting in, I haven't done anything to it. This is exactly the way it was. We hardly ever use it. I mean, I you know I have family come over at Christmas time, and I you know put a fire in the fireplace, and and we're in here you know opening presents or whatever. But um, aside from that, nobody really uses it because it makes them sad because this is where their dad was all the time.
0: Patty's referring to her two daughters, Amy and Annie, and it feels sad. It feels as if somebody's died, and the house hasn't been able to move on. The morning of December 9th, 2008, how does your family look at that day when the calendar hits December 9th? Is it something you just ignore? Is yeah. it something you think about?
2: No, I try to ignore it as much as I can. Try not to bring it up to my girls. Try to let it pass without anybody mentioning it. And sometimes you're more successful than others.
0: I mean, this is painful. I know it is. And I know it's, it's you've probably lived through it a number of times, but but you and Rod are here, and I don't even know if you're awake yet. By that point, when the doorbell rings, but what?
2: No, first the phone rang.
0: Is this in your bedroom or? Yeah,
2: bedroom upstairs.
0: Rod answered the phone and then handed it to Patty.
2: I hung up on him because I thought, like, this is a prank call. Call back. They're like, no, this is the FBI. Come down or we're gonna break the door down.
0: So the two of you are in bed together when this rings? We're in the
2: bed together and, you know, our little daughter, Annie, had, like, come into our bed in the middle of the night, like how kids sometimes do. So So she she was in bed with us, too.
0: She was in between you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I came downstairs and they come rushing into the house. You know, where is he? Upstairs. They go rushing upstairs. And then I followed them. And Amy hears some noise mommy i'm like oh go back to sleep honey it's not time to get up yet and i close her door
0: so so annie who was between you fell back asleep after the commotion and and amy went back to sleep i
2: think kids they're like dead to the world when they're at that age and they're sleeping right you know their smoke alarms could be going off they don't they don't wake up um and then they were like wanted to take him i said well can at least he like put a suit on or get dressed they're like no we got to go now i'm like what is this you know and they couldn't even really tell me what it was about. Something to do with the Senate seat, that's all I knew. It had something to do with the Senate seat. And then they took him out the back, they put him in handcuffs, and I was just like, oh, you have got to be kidding me. You're handcuffing him? And they took him out my backyard and into the police car, and he was gone.
0: Coming up after the break, Rod sits in prison while Patty mounts a TV campaign. And President Trump weighs in.
2: Just one person um, that can either reunite my family and end this, like, nightmare that we've been living for the last 10 years or not.
0: Think on your feet for our fast and curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events.
3: So, Governor, you have a hell of a lot of guts, I have to tell you that. I have friends where things have happened to them. They crawl into a corner, they die. You're out there punching. So I respect that. I appreciate that.
0: Yep, that's Donald Trump. After Rod's arrest, but before his trial, Blagojevich went on a media blitz. And part of that blitz was Trump's show the Celebrity Apprentice. By the fourth episode, Rod sat opposite Donald in the boardroom. He was joined by teammates WWE wrestler Bill Goldberg and Olympic sprinter Michael Johnson.
3: And you just don't think he was a great project manager.
2: No, I, I don't you think
0: like
3: he. him as a person.
2: I like Rod as a person, and I didn't think that I would like Rod as a
3: person before I met him. But I think a, I lot him, yeah, a lot of people are liking Rod.
0: It was just know know a couple of months know. before Blagojevich's trial on corruption charges was to begin. Many people thought that Rod's new TV career was designed to influence a potential jury. Trump understood that, too.
3: I think Rod doesn't want to get angry at you because, frankly, there may be some black jurors, and they may be angry that he got angry at you. Yeah, that's that's true. You're right. He doesn't want to get angry at Goldberg, because I assume you're Jewish. Are you Jewish, Goldberg? Because otherwise you'll be the only guy with the name Goldberg that isn't.
0: (laughs) Rod's chances of winning The Apprentice look slim. His team was challenged with creating a 3D Harry Potter experience, but Rod struggled with Hogwarts terminology.
3: Which was the wizardry world of Harry Potter, that experience. I think we captured it. You know, it's actually the wizarding world of Harry Potter. The wizarding world
0: of Harry Potter. Wizarding.
3: Wizarding world of Harry Potter. Wizarding. That's correct. We focused on what was the most visually...
0: um, It was Rod's time to go.
3: And, Governor, I have great respect for you. I have great respect for your tenacity, for the fact that you just don't give up. But, Rod, you're fired. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you very much. Thanks for the opportunity.
0: Did did he have any kind of takeaways about Trump that you recall?
2: I think he liked him, yeah. 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 I feel badly for him. He
0: tried. Patty Bulgoyevich met Trump only once.
2: We went out there for the finale to New York. Rod, Amy, Annie, and I were in an elevator with the president and Ivanka at the time. Going up to the studio or whatever, and um, he was very nice. He was, you know, he was talking to our daughters and saying, you know, you, you be proud of your dad. He's a good man, that kind of thing. It was very nice.
0: Did either of them know much about who Trump was at
2: that nah. point? No, I mean, I think we watched the show, you know, with Rod on, and I mean, that's just about it. Yeah. I think they were mad when he fired him. You know, <laughs> like, you know, like, oh, how could he fire him?
0: Eight years after being fired by Donald Trump, Rod Blagojevich is sitting in a prison cell. He's about halfway through a 14 year sentence. And here's where Rod's case stands right now he's exhausted all his appeals, so in order to get out of prison early, there's only one option left.
4: Okay. Hang on. Just give me just one second, okay? Um.
0: That's New York Times White House reporter Maggie Haberman. Haberman has broken some of the most important stories involving the Trump White House. Part of her job is traveling across the country with the president on Air Force One.
4: The plane itself has a very majestic look. No matter how much our role is holding people in power to account, there's something very symbolic about physical totems like Air Force One. It's uh, surreal, even when you've done it a few times most of us will stand outside and wait for him to arrive because sometimes he comes over and answers questions he doesn't always
3: how are you doing everybody <laughs>
4: then we all you know check off our name with a secret service agent and um we're all seated in a pretty small cabin at the back of the plane
0: so how often does he normally make comments when you're aboard air force
4: one um it just depends it, it, it's really sporadic I think on, on that particular day I think his aides were trying to encourage him. The the, the anti press rhetoric was pretty intense in his public comments at that point and on Twitter. And I think some of his advisors were trying to get him to tone it down a
3: little bit. Hello everybody. Uh, Everything
4: good? Are you comfortable?
0: And so the day we're asking you about May thirty first of twenty eighteen, what do you remember about that morning?
4: Um, well, <laughs> I don't remember thinking that there was anything out of the ordinary about that day, and I certainly don't think that any of us expected that we were going to be getting pardon news about Dinesh D'Souza.
0: Earlier that morning, President Trump tweeted that he was giving a full presidential pardon to conservative filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza for campaign finance violations. I mean, in terms of people who aren't familiar with the presidential pardon system, how does that process normally work?
4: Normally speaking, there is a pardon attorney within the Justice Department and things are handled there. But it is supposed to be thorough. It is not supposed to be capricious. The president has, as he often does, defied norms and has been doing this just on his own. It's one of the few powers of the presidency that this president can simply exercise. It's his his main magic wand. And I think once he realized that, He decided he wanted to wave the wand a lot more than he had been. I mean, are there
0: any sort of guiding principles that you've seen Trump use when he wields his pardon power?
4: Yes, somebody he knows, a political ally, a friend, uh, somebody who has said nice things about him, along those lines.
0: So on that day on Air Force One, after announcing the D'Souza pardon, President Trump thought out loud about using his magic wand again. There's no recording of what he said that day. But as the pool reporter, Haberman took down the words you'll hear in this reading. Trump, by the way, gets the length of the prison sentence wrong.
3: I'll tell you another one. There's another one that I'm thinking about. Rod Blagojevich. 18 years in jail for being stupid and saying things that every other politician, you know, that many other politicians say. And it was foolish. 18 years now. I don't know him other than he was on The Apprentice for a short period of time. I am seriously thinking about, not pardoning, but I am seriously thinking of uh, curtailment of Lagojevich. And it doesn't, he shouldn't have been put in jail. Thank you all very much.
2: The way I found out really was my phone started blowing up, everybody was calling me, so it was Mm -hmm. like something happened.
0: The news of Trump's comments quickly reached Patty.
2: It was the first glimmer of hope we had had in a long time. I mean, we had been turned down by the Supreme Court twice. And so it was like, oh, my gosh, maybe something good's going to finally happen for us.
0: But it's been over six months since the president said what he said. And Rod is still in prison. So if you were Patty Blagojevich, how would you reignite President Trump's attention? So you've been on Fox now, is it two times, three times?
2: No, I've been on, let's see, Tucker... Martha McCallum twice, Laura Ingram, and Judge Janine, so five times. So five times.
0: Walk me through what that strategy is about. Why are you targeting Fox?
2: Well, you know, our fate is in one person's hands. That's it, just one person um, that can either reunite my family and end this, like, nightmare that we've been living for the last 10 years or not. So I don't know the president, um, but I do know he watches Fox.
4: So here now for an exclusive interview on the story, Patricia Blagojevich. Robert here with us exclusively wife, uh, our Blagojevich's team. wife, Patty. But joining yeah, me now on a Justice right. exclusive is Pat, Patty Blagojevich, former Illinois governor's wife. I
2: always get a little nervous. I mean, I kind of write down what points I want to make and, you know, I try not to look down. You know, maybe it's a, like a security blanket. I'll hold on to him. We are all so grateful that the president is thinking of us in this way. Um, we are so grateful for the president default? to even be thinking about us in that respect. You know, we know that President Trump is a kind man and he's compassionate that we can't help, but you know, to be hopeful. It's like anything, right? You know, the more you do something, the easier it gets.
0: So Patty's making this really personal plea to the president, trying to appeal to his sense of humanity. He's such a kind man. He loves his children. He's compassionate. But she's also trying to tap in to Trump's anger.
2: They make up crimes where there are none, and they, you know, make a big splash in the press just to, you know, try to bring down people that are either controversial or people that they just don't like. You think that he's sensitive to this situation because of what he's going through? I I, I see that. Well, I kind of been on enough that I kind of know, like, you have to say what you want to say and not paying attention to really what they're asking you. Um, and these are politically motivated opportunists who use their offices to further their careers, to sell books.
0: President Trump is under investigation, and if you've seen Twitter lately, he's not taking it well. And with some help from Fox News hosts, Patty is saying that those guys, the ones looking at you, Mr. President?
2: These same people are trying to do the same thing that they did to my husband, just on a much larger scale. You know, they. they
0: this is the bolder, connection they they're pushing. Better. The man in charge of the investigation into whether the Trump campaign colluded with Russia? Robert Mueller. The man in charge of the FBI at the time of Rod's arrest?
2: Bob Mueller, who in 2008 authorized a totally unnecessary and ruthless pre-dawn raid, a raid that was kind of reminiscent of both Manafort and uh, Michael Cohen. This like
0: The man who prosecuted raid. Rod? U.S. Attorney Patrick Fitzgerald. Guess who Fitzgerald now represents in private practice? The man Trump fired four months into his presidency, former FBI Director James Comey.
2: Fitzgerald is pals with Comey, and Fitzgerald is the one who is now representing Comey.
0: This could be a golden opportunity for the president to stick it to the people looking into him.
2: He's seen now, unfortunately, what we've gone through 10 years ago and what we've been going through for the last 10 years.
0: And maybe that would be enough motivation for President Trump to free Rod from prison. I mean, do you see the connection that they're seeing?
4: No, but I see that they're seeing the connection.
0: (laughs) New York Times White House reporter Maggie Haberman.
4: I understand that there are are threads that they can pick up on to try to play to what will reflect back on the president um, and relate to his own circumstances.
0: Haberman knows President Trump pretty well. And though the Fox News strategy is smart, she wouldn't handicap whether Trump would actually follow through.
4: There's no guarantee that he's ever going to do something. The president is not very good with one-on-one interpersonal conflict. He tries to avoid it, and he tends to be much more of a people pleaser than you might imagine. I think that he said things that sounded good that day. He might have been convinced by people that this might not be a pardon or a commutation that he wants to engage in, that he's not sending a good message in connection with a public corruption case. But we have seen the president say he's going to do something and then not do it, dating back to, you know, the very early stages of his candidacy.
0: Do do you think the President Trump understood the impact that his comments would have on the Blagojevich family?
4: No, I think he often does not think about the way a president's words carry. And I was really, I was this close to putting the house on the
2: market this spring. And then the president said that and I was like, oh, no, I can't sell now because he may be home. And so now here we are, and, you know, maybe next spring if he's not home, I'll dismantle everything.
0: Patty told me that Trump's comments have particularly affected their daughters and Rod's communication with them.
2: You know, he used to send lots of long emails, like, with all his advice and that kind of thing. And I think that, like, Annie even, it's interesting, she was reading his emails, and then, um... After the president said his thing, I think she thought he was going to be home. She got, like, like hopeful again. And she doesn't read his emails anymore. She won't do it. She just says it's, it's too painful.
0: Have you ever thought about what that first evening will be like?
2: Oh, I, can't, I can't think about that. You know what? I started to try to think about that. You know, it's like after the president said what he said... All of a sudden, you try really hard not to think about it because it's so disappointing. Um, and after the president said what he said, you almost, like, let yourself think that. Like, what would I make him for dinner the first night that he comes home after eating prison food for years, you know, or it's that kind of stuff. And, you know, here we are months still waiting. And, you know, it's a dangerous game to play. You know, hope is a dangerous thing when your hopes keep getting, you know, thwarted.
0: So that seems like that's it. The Fox News strategy hasn't worked. President Trump isn't biting. But then when I most recently interviewed Patty, have there been any other signals of, of encouragement or discouragement or
2: mm, not really that I can talk about? I'm not saying anything about anything.
0: Yeah, You don't want to jinx, it. <laughs> I'm not jinx at anything, <laughs> okay.
2: you know. Yes, I can go this call in reference to an
0: inmate. Public affairs. We reached out to Rod, and we really thought we were going to get an interview with him. We spoke to Patty about it a lot. She discussed it with Rod during her daily phone calls with him, and she told us that he was up for it and to go ahead and contact the prison to get permission.
2: Okay, hold on one second.
0: All right, thank you. Yep. Lots of back and forth with the prison, several forms to fill out. And finally, it seemed to us like the authorities were happy for us to go ahead. And then, a glitch. A message from the prison saying inmate Blagojevich wanted to speak to his counsel. We checked with Patty, and it turns out that something's going on with their appeal to the White House. And they don't want to rock the boat. Rod is apparently on some sort of list. As 2018 is winding down, just a couple of weeks before Christmas, Patty is back on the offensive. She appears on Fox News again, and this time, Trump's watching. How do we know? A tweet.
3: Required television watching is last week's Martha McCallum interview with the wonderful wife of Rod Blagojevich. If that doesn't tell you something about what has been going on in our country, nothing will. Very sad.
2: Hello?
0: So, Patty, what is the significance of this latest uh, tweet from President Trump?
2: Well, I don't really know what the significance is. I mean, we were pleasantly surprised the president saw uh, what I had to say, and I think he liked what I had to say um, about the way things are going right now in our country and the similarities between what's being done to him right now and the way we were treated by the same group of prosecutors. So uh, we do have reason to be hopeful. We have the holidays coming up, and um, we can't help but be hopeful.
0: Dan and I almost simultaneously had expected this might happen. Let's not forget the people who worked really hard to bring Blagojevich to justice in the first place, the FBI agents. What do they think about Rod possibly walking out of prison early? Here are agents Murphy and Kane. We knew from anecdotal information that Rod and President Trump had gotten along very well
1: when Rod was on his show. But beyond that, I don't know if I want to render much else of an opinion we're proud of the work we've done, and I guess we'll just leave it at
0: that. I don't like pardon powers of the president. Uh, I I personally, it's just a personal view. The man who was actually in charge of the investigation into Rod Blagojevich, FBI Special Agent Robert Grant.
1: What the president's actual motivations for considering this commutation, I don't know, but it appears to be uneducated. I don't trust President Trump and his flippant TV-watching comments on something like this. I, I, I find that it, it's, it's revolting to me. If Trump wants to side with the bad guys and live in the cesspool uh, that is Rod Blagojevich and his, his, his band of cutthroats,
0: uh, that's for him. I mean, how, how moved should any of us be by the central argument, I think, that you hear from Mrs. Blagojevich that they had two daughters. These daughters lost their childhood to not having a father. Should we be moved by that? Should that be a driving force in letting the governor out early? No, that was something
1: he should have considered before he engaged in the behavior that caused him to be sent to prison. I mean, there's many people in prison that have families. Maybe Patty should look more at the behavior of her husband and say, you know, we're in this situation because of what you did.
0: Why hasn't he come around to that?
2: Why has he come around to?
0: To, to accepting guilt.
2: Because
0: uh,
2: he's not. Because it, it, <laughs> it's not. Yeah, I mean, do you
0: think he ever will?
2: Why would you accept? Why would you resign yourself to that if you know in your heart that you're not guilty? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> shh, shh. <clears throat> So I didn't tell you about the dogs You know, we never had dogs before all this happened So Skittles was the, I call her the, we're sorry your father got arrested dog
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness
2: Let's get a puppy Because we had to kind of distract from, try to give the kids something Yes And then unfortunately Twix was the, we're sorry your father's going to jail dog Wow Let's get another puppy Let's get
0: another puppy Those few moments when Rod is taken out in handcuffs and the door closes and your house is quiet and here you are by yourself processing all of this, what, what do you remember about that?
2: I just thought, uh, this is it. I mean, nothing's ever going to be the same again. This is, our lives are now changed forever. You, know, you can't go back from the FBI arresting you. I mean, that's it.
0: Next time on Public Official A, a microphone and a bra.
4: It felt awkward. I was afraid it was going to fall out or that somehow I was going to be discovered with this on. It felt very awkward.
0: And how the FBI began its investigation.
4: The uh, tapes that started with me ultimately led up through probably 19 different people that ultimately stopped at the doorstep of Rod Blagojevich.
0: public official a is a production of wbez chicago i'm dave mckinney the producer is colin mcnulty the executive producer is kevin dawson our intern is sophie lalan special thanks to al Keefe, brendan banizak and tony arnold mark garber starred as president trump the show is mixed by adam Yaffe. If you like what you heard, give us your feedback, tell your friends, leave us a rating, or review, and subscribe to Public Official A on Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more,